Next on BYU Sports Nation, Power 5 options. We're giving you the power to make that decision for BYU. Kind of. Which conference would you put the Cougars in in that P5 discussion? And why exactly is BYU back in the Big 12 discussion again? Plus, BYU women's soccer assistant and former U.S. national team member Alicia Kramer Rose on the show. USA, let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's... Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, June 29th, wherever. However you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Lil Weezy's next music <laughs> video coordinator, Brian Logan. Oh, man, I was, just, I was just doing my dance moves. I was just whipping it a little bit. You're just right. Uh, by the way, did you see... The video that got posted uh, over the weekend of Jimmer for oh, dancing yes. at Brandon Davies. I did say that. That was actually yeah, that's actually the dance moves that I was just trying to do uh, just now. I mean, that happened a while ago, but it resurfaced. And I'm look. I knew Brandon could move, but Jimmer's hey, got some swag. Jim, dude. Jimmer has some swag for a white guy. <laughs> I would say that he has some pretty sweet dance moves, and and he has some nice rhythm. Uh, for a white guy, I'd have to say that. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. We'll find that video again and send it out on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. Here are your BYU SN headlines. How about Shaq Walker? Your boy Shaq Walker. That's my man. My boy Shaq Walker finishes sixth in the 800 meters at the U.S. Track and Field Championships. He will next compete in the World University Games in South Korea. The dude, nice. I mean, if he's at this level, this close to coming off of his mission... What's he going to do in the future? What's in store, yeah. He's already yeah. set new school records on a number of different runs he's, and well, he's events. He's a sophomore, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sky's the limit. He hasn't even got his grown man muscles yet. Wow, Shaq Walker. Okay. Tell you what, track and field world, watch out for Shaq. Former BYU pole vaulter and current volunteer coach Victor Weirich finished eighth, by the way. So uh, some good things happening on the BYU track and field front. Nice. Both Taylor and Brendan Sander in action this weekend for Team USA. Volleyball. Brendan and uh, Brendan had nine kills in the World Cup win over Russia. Uh, he also had a tourney high 20 kills and it went over Canada on Saturday and nine kills yesterday and it lost to Brazil in the North Seca Championships. That a boy, Brendan. Nice the Sander brothers work. doing work as well. Gordy Bravo will represent Team Mexico tonight. The BYU softball star opening up play tonight in the Softball World Cup. Mexico takes on the United nice. States. Cheer for Gordy. Root for Team USA. That's right. It's that simple, right? That's <laughs> right. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Summer, summer, summertime. Power 5 projections. Back to pass. Pressure comes. Hill gets out of it. Lobs it downfield for Jurgens. Touchdown. Taysom Hill to Garrett Jurgens as called by Dave McCann in last year's BYU-Virginia game. Here's to more of that in the approaching 2015 campaign. Brian, over the last five days, this Power 5 college football expansion discussion has ramped up in a major way. Crazy. It all stems from the Big 12. Of course it would. Specifically, Oklahoma President David Bourne. We're going to get into what he said to kind of launch this discussion into the next level of the college football 
<laughs> atmosphere in about 20 minutes. But for now, we just, we just want to have some fun. It's June 29th, okay? And Brian and I have talked about this before, but we've never done it at length on the show. And I think it promotes some really fun opinions. And that is our Twitter question today. Brian, give the people the goods. If you could put BYU in any Power 5 conference, which conference would you pick? Okay, and some of you are saying, just stop. I don't want to think. You know what? Think about it. Open up your minds for just a moment. Okay, this isn't fact. This isn't going to happen. It's just if you had the choice, if you had the power. Maybe fact. To place BYU in any Power 5 conference. You could be speaking it into existence. Sorry, which sorry. would it be <laughs> and why? Okay, we're going to get a mix of opinions, and surely the bring on Alabama comments are just moments away. But the first tweet is in from at Justin D. Sweeney, the Pac-12, and he says it's not even close. Reunite with Utah, biggest LDS footprint mm. in the power tw- or the Pac-12 states, rather, geographic fit, great football and basketball. Okay, the Pac-12 yeah. for me... Seems like the obvious answer because of all the reasons that he just stated there. Yeah, you have the rivalry with Utah. Yep. And you, you have rivalries with other Pac-12 schools just because you've played them a number of times and you've, yeah. you've got a bunch of games slated with the Pac-12 in the future. But is that the right answer? Justin D. Sweeney, I agree with you, my friend. I'm with the Pac-12. Well, I grew up as a, as a Pac-10 fan, first of all, so... I, I just an East Coast boy, or excuse me, I said East Coast, West Coast boy, um, and so I I would love for BYU to go into the Pac-12 if I could choose, and you know for all those reasons and a little bit more, um, when you look at just how familiar the Pac-12 is with BYU, um, overall record with BYU is 27 and 38, but in the Bronco Mendenhall era, uh, Bronco is 10 and 9 against Pac-12 schools. Uh, and so when you look at teams like UCLA, who BYU is going to play this year, Washington, uh, I was a part of that win against Jake Locker 2010, but Oregon State, Cal last year, Washington State, I mean, they're familiar with those foes. You have that traveling partner with Utah, so that helps with Utah, but you bring back that rivalry. It's back in but full wait, effect. But wait, Brian, Colorado is Utah's rival. You bring back that rivalry, man. <laughs> the powerhouse Buffaloes it who went 2-10 last year. It finally means something again. <laughs> Not just for bragging rights and, you know, red versus blue, but, hey, this actually puts weight on it, on this game, like it was back in the Mountain West. And so I think that helps out. When you look at the recruiting and the footprint, it's already there. It's already established with BYU. That's a good area for BYU to go and get uh, recruits and kids. But I think that, that helps you out that much more when you're competing against Pac-12 schools, hey, we're in the Pac-12 too. And then when you talk about in-state recruiting, I said this all, uh, I said this so many times, and I'm gonna continue to say it. Why? Because every kid wants to go to the NFL, Spencer. And so I didn't what, say they didn't. I know. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it again. Every kid <laughs> wants to go to the NFL, and what? And what better way to do that than to be in a Power Five conference? And so now BYU, I think, has an upper hand. By saying, hey, you know, we are in a P5 conference. We're in the Pac-12 just like Utah. So I think they get an upper hand and advantage on those kids that are on the fence when it comes to 
uh, you know, P5 versus non-P5. The conversation clearly is all about the Big 12 because they're at 10 teams and they're the most likely to expand. And all the national analysts are projecting that that's going to happen sometime in the near future. And again, that goes back to what Oklahoma's president, David Boren, said about financial capability mm. and what that all means in TV contracts. We'll get to the specifics of that. My, But honestly, I for the past few years, the more and more that I think about it, I love the Pac-12, but the yeah. whole Cal Stanford thing with them taking a you know this hard stance against BYU as a religious institution, I don't know, just kind of turned me off to the Pac-12. I'd like Utah back, yeah, and, and it makes sense for all the reasons you gave. I'm not going to say I it mean, doesn't make sense. I want BYU in the Big Ten solely because I feel like BYU's on the field football product matches up with Big Ten competition better than any other conference in America. Mm. It is smash-mouth football for the most part. Mm. Okay, Speed and athleticism thrive in the Pac-12 and in the Big 12 with TCU and Baylor. Yeah. I don't feel like BYU's defenses under Bronco Mendenhall match up with those teams as good as they do against some of these Big Ten teams which want to run the football and are more traditionally based. Yeah, I like and I. I like the fact that BYU could have a travel partner or a geographic partner with Nebraska. Okay, I, the, yeah. right? The Cornhuskers are right there. Let's let BYU go up and tackle a brand new uh, type of competition with Northwestern and Indiana and Iowa. Like, what about, the, what about traveling though? And God, we fly on uh, airplanes. We got traveling though. BYU's got to travel to Seattle and play Washington. What? Like that, Seattle's is that, is as that, far away as Iowa is. is. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it, it's. We're I, talking about a half an hour. I'm not arguing today with you, Spencer. I was just asking a question. You don't need to be all defensive and stuff, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just We're saying. Cool like, today. I've got my argumentative. Whatever, I'm taking on. it out on you. It, it's sensitive to me because people they're <laughs> like, "Well, BYU doesn't belong in the Big 12 per se because they'd have to travel far." Really, so it's two. And, it's a two and a half hour flight to the Dallas Fort Worth metro area. I was just wondering, you know. That's all. No, as, that a, whole, as a player, I, it would just be nice. To airplanes, just people. Go to Cal, airplanes. Stanford. It's just like an hour flight, I think, hour 15, you know. I like. I just like the Big Ten because of the way BYU matches up with those teams on the field. I feel like there is a chance for them to succeed uh, on an annual basis against teams out of that conference. You make, you make a good point. You make a, good, a great point with that as far as the style of play defensively. I mean, hard-nosed, smash-mouth football is what Coach Mendenhall teaches. That's how he – that's his philosophy with his defense. And you're starting to see that even a little bit more on the offensive side. You know, there's some smaller things that are starting to translate over, like the offense doing perfect tens and things like that. So um, that makes sense. But, you know, to, to me, I, I think that BYU can hang with the Pac-12. Uh, when you look at that schedule, 10 and 9, Coach Mendenhall, his record against uh, Pac-12 teams, that tells me right there that you can compete. I think uh, being in a P5 school or, or conference will allow you to have uh, to, to recruit a little bit more uh, talent, better talent. And so you look at those wins, some of those wins have been in, in, in Independence, some have been in the Mountain West, most of them have been in the Mountain West, and where – you know, quite frankly, I'm sorry to say it, you're, you're, you're getting, you have corners, five, six cornerbacks playing, you know, against those schools. Imagine getting six-foot corners or six-foot-three corners, whatever, five-star recruits. I think you, you, you elevate your game, uh, your talent that much more, and you can compete at a higher level. So that too much isn't concerned. And I can say that across the whole entire board for any P5 conference, correct, right? Correct, so, but So that's why it doesn't make too much of a difference, but... I do like your point there. You already have that mentality going into that into that conference. Now, you're ready for the 
the biggest piece of evidence as to why BYU needs to go to the Big Ten. Yes. Give it to me. TV contract money. They have the most lucrative and the most celebrated television contract. The Big Ten does. That could change, and it will change in three years, which, again, is probably why Bronco Mendenhall is looking at how things may move again on this Power 5 expansion front because of the TV contracts. He, now, he hasn't confirmed or denied that report, anything to that extent, but there is going to be more money when that comes about again, and the Big Ten is going to start potentially the first super conference because more teams generally equal more money. Just ask Oklahoma's president, okay? <laughs> now, so that for me, best TV contract, best TV deal. The Pac-12 network has not flourished the way that they hoped that it would. Still not on satellite television, okay? Yeah. Still not there. So for me, I want to see BYU. Yeah. I want to watch them play, and I want to watch them play against competition they can compete well against. For me, it's the Big Ten. That's why BYU is going to say, hey, look, Pac-12, we're going to help you out, my brother, and we're going to bring our uh, beautiful uh, <laughs> network to you guys, and uh, we're going to come up with a, a great partnership where we can have that much more exposure, especially uh, with our fans. What about the conference that BYU has had the most success against, at least in terms of winning percentage? of the Power Five Conference. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Three wins, one loss. BYU is 3-1 and one against Big 12 opponents in the Bronco-Mendenhall era. As a program overall, BYU is 12-12 and 12 against Big 12 teams in how many years of college football at Brigham Young University? I mean, it's, it's been a while, okay? We're talking over 85, 90 years of So does that make the most sense the, so is for it the, winning, is it the Big winning 12? purposes? Is it the Big 12? I'm sure that Texas is like, no, no do not no, invite no, BYU. Do not want, Don't want none of that. <laughs> we don't want that life. Our Twitter question is, if you could put BYU in any Power 5 conference, which conference would you pick? Let's get some of your tweets. It's winter time. Here it is, Brian. At underscore white chocolate, I would put BYU in the SEC. Hashtag Alabama every year. No. Hashtag conference champs. No. I'm staying as far away from that as I can. No. Come I don't on. want none of that. Texas don't want I, none of us. I don't want none of that. I know mm. that this is like, hey, put them in any conference, but try and use a little bit of logic mm. here. Mm. <laughs> you got to think. You got to think sometimes. Oh, up next on BYU Sports Nation. But a home run derby star, Colton Shaver, BYU baseball star, back on the program. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can always follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Now, if you've missed any of today's show or any other BYU Sports Nation segment or show for that matter, you can always catch up on demand by downloading our podcast on iTunes and visiting BYUtv.org, watching episodes there. We just discussed which Power 5 conference would you place BYU in and why. If you had your take, I know, I know, a lot of this is just like pipe dreams. But if you could, you can use logic. You don't have to use logic at all, as nope. we've seen in some tweets. And like, if you want the like, SEC like in Alabama. Alabama every year. <laughs> <laughs> which is fun, you know, but where would you put them and why? Tell us what you think. Opinions always welcome. Uh 
another Twitter uh, opinion coming in right now from at T-O-F-B underscore one. The Pac-12, competitive, prestigious, regional, every sport works, and they would play Utah. Okay, mm. Brian, right along your discussion. Yep. But as I mentioned, Looks like I'm winning that doesn't one. Utah already have a rival? Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Get out of here. I thought you gonna, I'm not even responding to that. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, Colton the Beast Shaver. Stepping outside of football talk and now into baseball, he's preparing himself for the annual college home run derby held in Omaha, Nebraska, this Thursday, July 2nd. A Louisville Slugger freshman All-American at BYU. Colton, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. When did you find out about the news that you'd be participating in the home run derby? Um, I found out last week, right before our game. Uh, Coach Littlewood called me and said that I was given the incredible honor to uh, participate in the home run derby, and I got pretty pumped for it. Nice. Colton, how are you preparing uh, for the home run derby? Oh, I'm just getting my body in shape. I'm lifting every day, um, getting my cardio in, and then, you know, just just the BP. You got to get that upward lift going. What about your... Your uh, your diet? Are you eating just strictly Wheaties? <laughs> yeah, Wheaties are are a big part of it. Gotta get that. <laughs> gotta get that strength. I understand you have your choice of who you want to throw to you, which is understandable. And you have chosen Mike Littlewood. Why did you pick your coach to throw the baseball to you at the home run derby? Um. I liked Coach Littlewood and Coach Pratt. They both throw fantastic BP, and they know how my swing is. They know it really well. Um, I would have gone with my dad as well. Any of those three know my swing better than anybody and know exactly where to pitch me. But my father, I don't think he can make it through more than five pitches because of how much he's thrown to me in the past and my little brother. <laughs> so, And Coach Littlewood was fantastic. He was he was happy enough to take time out of his busy schedule to prepare our team for next year to come out with me on this incredible opportunity. Now, where do you prefer the baseball in the zone? Um, I like the middle in pitch, the the nice little power spot to the right-handed hitter. That's my favorite pitch. Okay, the one that you can turn on and yeah. hit out of the park in a hurry like you did how many times this year? Thir- how many home runs did you have? 12, 13? Thirteen. Know. Thirteen home 13 runs. Thirteen times. That's, that is right, which is why you were in the home run derby. Colton, have you started to scout uh, your competition? Do you see any one of those as, as a threat to you, or are you saying, I'm going to go in here and just <laughs> be small to the fullest? Um, I know that every single kid in this competition is a great hitter. I've done a little bit of background checks on them. There's one kid where his teammates are on my summer team out here for Texas Tech, and I've asked them how he swings. I've I've done my homework, but at the same time, I'm just I'm super excited for this opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime chance, and I'm just excited to go out and have a good time with some of the best hitters in the college baseball. A lot of these major league baseball stars talk about the nerves involved at a at a home run derby. Now I know this isn't quite the stage that the major league baseball all star game is per se, but still, anytime people hear home run derby, they want to watch, they want to tune in and find out what's going on. How how are you prepared to handle the nerves of all eyeballs on you and they want you to hit the ball out of the park? Um, 
for for me, just trying to handle it, I'm just I'm just thinking to go out and just have a blast. This is going to be fun. This I'm being around great kids. I'm being around a fantastic crowd. Uh, I know people are rooting for some fireworks, and I'm just hoping I can give them some. But I'm just going to go out and enjoy the opportunity that I've been blessed with. Golden, a good way that I handled nerves when I played uh, was just turning up my swag to the max. And one way that you can do that, and that I did that, was by, by dressing good. Because when I dressed good, I felt good. When I felt good, I played good. Do you, do you think that maybe uh, going out there with some swag, turn your hat backwards like King Griffey Jr. <laughs> would do that for you? It might, or maybe I should just do a mohawk like Brian Bosworth. That might be a little swag, too. Okay. Hey, nice. we, we support what uh, – technically, it's, you're, it's in the summer, so I, you're, you're good because you're not in Provo, right? <laughs> I'm still representing BYU, so I still got to look good. Still got to be clean cut, clean shaved, and I'm representing. That is the correct answer. That was a nice I tested one. you. you did. That I was a test. You, that was a nice test. That was, the good, that was a good answer. I want to know this. What's the most meaningful or, let's say, best home run you've ever hit in the game? Um, for me, I think the most meaningful was the was both games I had against the University of Utah just because that's the home – that's the hometown rival, and that's a lot of family and friends that were there at those games, and I was happy I could go out there and just compete and show what I can do against the hometown rival in a big game in the Deseret Duel. Colton, who is your favorite home run hitter in the game right now? In the game right now, I'd probably have to say Bryce Harper or Gio Carlos Stanton because I saw a stat the other day that Gio Carlo is he's one or he's a hundred home runs away from matching the distance from the earth to the moon. (laughs) So I think that's pretty cool. And that's incredible with how much power he has. These are the kind of statistics that we come up with in our day and age. How let's put together all of the feet of home run that he's hit and how close is he to getting to the moon? (laughs) Colton Shaver, freshman, all American at BYU baseball star joining BYU sports nation. Do you even know what you get if you win the college home run derby? Um, I know they give you a pretty cool looking trophy and that would be cool and all, but I'm just excited to go out and compete with the best hitters, best power hitters in the game right now. You don't get to go to Disneyland or trip to Disneyland <laughs> or anything like that? <laughs> I think that's just a Super Bowl thing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm sorry. I, keep, I, I always bring up the real sports when I talk to you. I keep forgetting. <laughs> now let's, let's talk about what you're doing right now, which is playing summer ball, uh, kind of like a collegiate all-star league in Washington, D.C. How are things with you and your team there? Uh, we're doing really well. We have a great group of kids. Um, the kids are awesome. They're all trying to compete and get better for next year, which is a lot of fun. The coaches are great. And I love going out and competing every day with these kids. They're, they're fun kids. It's, I'm getting some good friendships over this summer. And I'm, it's a summer to remember for sure. You have a BYU teammate with you, Maverick Buffo, and uh, he is known for his rally cap uh, <laughs> expertise, if you will. Has he introduced your, your team in D.C. in Summer League Ball to the rally cap uh, extravaganza? Not yet, but I'm sure that will be coming really soon. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that he does it really soon because we, we need some rallying going in a couple games. All right.
Colton, do you think that you'll take uh, any of these relationships that you've made uh, with this team, the summer team, uh, with you in the future? I think so. I've made some great relationships. I've, I'm with these kids 24-7, it seems like, and they're all fantastic. And I know for sure I'll keep in contact with a lot of them. Okay, so aside from uh, the home run derby, you're going to be playing in Washington, D.C. When do you finish up and then come back to Provo to get back after things here? Um, the first week of August, I'm ready to uh, – the season will be over. I'm ready to come back and get ready for another great season with BYU. Okay. And, and get I, after it. I want to ask a follow-up question about Mike Littlewood, who is your head coach, and he's going to be throwing pitches to you at the Home Run Derby. If you had one bit of advice that you could give to him, and I'm sure you'll talk about this in person, but right now you say there's one really important thing that he has to do for you to succeed, what would it be? No curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That would nice. be, be the big one. Colton, we're looking forward to watching you compete in the College Home Run Derby this Thursday, July 2nd in Omaha as part of the College World Series festivities. Good to talk to you, my friend, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Colton Shaver, the beast. The beast. Colton, the beast. We asked him to compare himself to a character in the Sandlot, and he's like, well, I don't think I can be the catcher because he's too short and he's got red hair. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say the beast. We're like, the, the dog? He's like, yeah, yeah, the beast. That makes sense. So there you go. It is what it is. <laughs> Colton Shaver, always entertaining, and 13 home runs as a freshman. Looking forward to more big things of what he can do on the baseball field in Provo, Utah. Our Twitter question today, back to football. If you could put BYU in any Power 5 conference, I guess not just football, it's just Power 5 discussion, yeah. which conference would you pick? For football. Send in your opinions. <laughs> Up next, we discuss why in the world BYU got vaulted to that Big 12 discussion yet again. Sports friends, welcome back to BYU Sports Station. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You can always download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. We just talked to Colton Shaver, who's competing in the College Home Run Derby this Thursday, July 2nd in Omaha. Mike Littlewood, his head coach at BYU, will pitch to him. We asked him, okay, what's the one bit of advice you give the coach? He said, no curveballs. No curves. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrible? You're like trying to strike out your kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Can you see, was... like, if he was like Coach 2J, he was like making fun of him, you know, like, <laughs> see, see, you got to work harder, man. You, you struck out in a home run derby. You got to work harder. Our Twitter question today. Is if you could put BYU in any Power 5 conference, which would it be and why? This tweet in from at JMG Cougman to me. says, hey, Spencer Linton and BYU Sports Nation. While we're at it, how about the NFC West? (laughs) 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 Much better TV exposure and money there. I knew this was going to happen because people are like, no, don't do this to my emotions. I don't want to think about it. I just want BYU to win games and earn their – you know what? We're just having fun. See, that's fun, man. It's June 29th, people. That is okay? fun. And BYU, the facts are they are in the Power 5 expansion discussion again. Yeah. I know. It's like needling people, but it's still happening. Yep. It is. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's what's relevant right now. I mean, there's so many different formulas, I think, with uh, people trying to get money but also trying to get into the playoffs as, re- as well and, you know, strength of conferences and or strength of schedules and and uh, demographic. So, I mean, it's, it's fun, man. It's exciting. I, I want to know what's going to happen when, uh, when, when everything is realigned in a few years and we have these mega conferences. 
What are we going to talk about now, folks? Expansion be, is going to happen. We're going to be bored outside of our minds. We're going to be picking our nose and wiping the boogers <laughs> on the Ryan, walls. Right. I'm just saying. That's what I go to when I'm that bored. I'm just saying, man. That's what you do when you're bored. What do you do? What are we talking about? I don't know. Nothing. No more nose picking references. Boredom. No, no more of that. <laughs> let's, let's refresh today's BYU SN headlines before we continue with BYU to the Big 12. I know. I know. But here we go. Shaq Walker finishes sixth in the 800 meters at the U.S. Track and Field Championships. He'll next compete in the World University Games in South Korea. That dude, I'm telling you, he's with what he's done so quickly after his mission, who knows? I mean, we, we are looking at potentially an Olympian. That's yeah. no exaggeration. No. Okay? He's all signs point to him being an Olympian at the highest of high levels. He's that dude. Awesome. Former BYU pole vaulter and current volunteer coach Victor Weiberts finished eighth in the uh, U.S. track and field competition as well. Congratulations to both of those athletes. Both Taylor and Brendan Sander in action this weekend for Team USA. Brendan had nine kills in a World Cup win over Russia. Uh, He also had a tourney high, 20 kills in a win over Canada on Saturday, and nine kills yesterday in a loss to Brazil in their Norseka? That's right. Norseka. You pronounced that correctly. Congratulations. I want to say like Norseka. I don't know why I wanted to say that. Just go with what I told you to say. I I know. (laughs) Norseka? NorCal? BYU softball's (laughs) Gordy Bravo representing Team Mexico tonight in the Softball World Cup. Mexico takes on the USA tonight. Good luck to Gordy Bravo. I like watching softball. I tell you what, you know, for the program. We should watch softball together, man. I'm telling you, the program at BYU that wins, just wins consistently, doesn't matter the conference they play in, probably doesn't get enough love is BYU women's softball team. They win the conference every single year. I feel we both have a passion for softball. Well, there you go. Good luck to Gordy. Taking on Team USA tonight. Root for USA. Cheer for Gordy. Uh, BYU to the Big 12. Let's add another log to the fire, shall we? I know you're tired of it. I know. Some of you are like, yawn, click, I'm turning. Mm. Listen, listen. No, turn it up. This is legitimate, and we're going to tell you why. Oklahoma President David Boren, and maybe you know this bit already, but we'll expand on it. He put the Big 12 expansion talks at the forefront of the offseason national discussion because of what he said about the money involved. And here we go. He revealed that there is actually more money for conferences in terms of TV deals, conferences that have 12 teams. Well, you may know that the Big 12 only has 10 teams. I know the numbers Mm -hmm. make no sense right there, Mm -hmm. but they have 10 teams. And they were saying for a long time, Brian, well, we don't want to divvy up any of our money. There's only 10 teams. That means we get more money. But Mm -hmm. we just found out that there would be more money if they expanded. So, okay, explain yourself, Big 12. What the heck is that all about? How do you think they feel about the prayers right now, the Oklahoma prayers? You idiot. What are you doing? (laughs) Open up your big mouth. Because now I'm like, huh, wait a minute. What? That makes zero sense. If you get more money by bringing more teams on, why would you not do that? If it's all about the money, which we all know it is, what are you waiting for? Well, here's the thing. I wonder if they just – didn't want the pressure of the national media saying, okay, well, now we know this, so expand. Yeah. I'm sure that they are looking at expansion, okay? I'm sure. 
maybe not now, but in the future at some time, because they know this. They just didn't want the rest of us to know this. But Oklahoma's president's like, no, Mm-mm. this needs to happen now or we're right. going to get left behind. There is yeah. concern that if the Big 12 does not expand, they're going to be the conference that gets dissolved and picked apart if and when college football goes to four sixteen major power conferences. Because they, they almost were the first time. Exactly. They exactly. They almost got lost in the shuffle. So if the super conferences happen, if they're not at 12 teams, they're going to be the easy target. Yeah. Bye. Texas and Oklahoma are going to get picked away by some other major super conference, and it's like, okay, what are you going to do now? What yeah. are you going to do now? So the pressure is on, I feel, and it's not just Oklahoma's president. Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, and he needs some help with his math, but he did say, I feel like there are about <laughs> one-third of our teams or schools that want to expand. Well, what is one-third of 10? It's 3.333. Either way, he's feeling some heat from some of his own schools, and Oklahoma is one of the major players. This is why this is a different discussion this time around. This just isn't just conjecture and projection like, oh, yeah, BYU would be a good fit or UCF. Now it's become serious because it's like, okay, well, you you need to do this. Yeah, you need to do this. It may, it just it just makes sense. I don't know, Spencer, why why wouldn't you expand if that was if it was all about the money? Why not expand? You know what I mean? If 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 you have if, if there's two, what are the two benefits of expanding for the Big Twelve? One money, right? Conference which, which, which and a conference fun, championship game and a conference championship game, right? And then. Uh, your 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 potential, I would say, strength of schedule, conference schedule, right? I mean, it depends on who you bring in. I mean, if you bring in uh, a dud, you know, uh, uh, Houston or whoever, right? Maybe a, a school wow, that Houston, is that a have, shot at Houston? Uh, a dud, maybe, <laughs> maybe a dud Houston, right? I'm talking about on the field play, right? Uh, maybe it doesn't elevate the conference as much as bringing a a more of an on the field, solid on the field product like BYU. Right, that increases, I think, your overall strength of a conference, or at least a perception. Right, adding BYU and let's say Cincinnati or UCF. Yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt your conference. No, I don't think so either. They're not like lower tier G five teams. These are the best of independent or the G five conferences. Yeah. So, so, so that's why I, I don't understand why. What is what's the issue here? Why do you not? Why do you, why do you not do that? Why do you not expand? Uh, it's I'm, it's uber complicated. I'm sure. But the bottom line is money talks, and if money is the number one reason why they were not expanding, mm-hmm. well, now we just found out that that shouldn't be the reason because there is more money to be made if they do expand. Now, Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman, two major voices in national college football and on on the scene there. Uh, they recently released a blog podcast called The Audible, and they, they hooked up with the USA Today writer, and they talked about the top four teams that are being discussed or should be discussed for expansion in the Big 12. Of course, BYU, to nobody's surprise, in that discussion, along with UCF, Cincinnati, and Memphis, team that BYU played in the Miami Beach Bowl. Okay, All three of them said they project – 40 to 60% chance that the Big 12 will expand in the next three years. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Not much, but it does coincide with what Bronco Mendenhall said, Brian. And that is he put kind of like this, people call it a three-year window, but he's, he's a smart guy. He's looking at all of the moving parts, and he mm-hmm. knows about the TV deals. And that right. stuff starts to shift within the next three years. Yep. 
that's what it comes down to, man. It, it comes down to the money and when is the money going to increase, decrease? Maybe you have your opportunity to get a slice of the pie. Is in those three years. So that's what Coach Minnan was talking about. And if BYU can make themselves relevant, or these other teams, the other four teams, you know, uh, UCF, Cincinnati, Memphis, make themselves relevant enough in that national discussion, then you have that opportunity to land in a P5 conference. It all starts for BYU on the field with potentially their future Big Ten rival. <laughs> Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 68 days. That's the best one you've Woo! had thus far on the show, man. You're my 68 boys. days. He's like an angel. BYU and Nebraska in Lincoln, Nebraska at Lincoln Memorial Stadium. 68 days away from an Potential actual college rival. football game. Hey, we're, we're like at a month and a half before fall camp. You would still up. hate the color red. Of course, that yeah. would work, right? No red here. Your regional rival would be Nebraska. Red. So sad, man, because I got to throw away the red Starburst, red Gushers. <laughs> Joining us next, a former four-time BYU All-American and U.S. National Team member. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Hey, Brian, good news. If you ever miss any interview that we do, namely with Colton Shaver competing in the Home Run Derby on Thursday. the Beast. Yeah. The Beast. Or any segment. Like, which Power 5 conference would you put BYU in and why? You can always download the podcast on iTunes or watch the interviews on BYU TV Sports' YouTube channel. Subscribe to get every single one of those online. Our Twitter question today, I just mentioned it. If you could put BYU in a Power 5 conference, which would you pick? Brian says the Pac-12. Pac-12, yep. Regional ties, back with Utah, the footprint in the West, recruiting, all that stuff. It all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My big beef is... I don't like the Pac-12 network. I don't think it's panned out the way that it should. That's why the the BYU TV network is going to come <laughs> in and take over, show them how to run things the Hashtag right way. Hashtag pipe dreams. Hashtag pipe dreams. I like that optimism, man. I like that optimism. That just speak, uh, I'm speaking things into existence, man. That's what I'm doing. At our greenhouse, that's the Ivy League. Okay, this is <laughs> – <laughs> my goodness. But seriously, says, but seriously, the Pac-12, Proximity Purposes plus Utah. And that's the driving force, I think, for a lot of people is, oh, let's play Utah. It's Utah. Yeah, you want, you want that regional rivalry back. But guess what? TV speaks louder and money speaks louder than anything else. Let's go with the Big Ten. I'm telling you. They've got the best TV deal and the most money. And I like the way BYU matches up with those teams. Joining us now, someone who certainly has an opinion, I'm sure, about where BYU should land in the Power Five conversation. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, we welcome in BYU women's soccer assistant coach, four-time All-American and former U.S. national team member Alicia Kramer-Rose. Alicia, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You made 11 appearances with the U.S. national team, nine starts. So with that backdrop, how invested are you into what's happening on the field with the U.S. national team right now? Uh, pretty excited, especially because there's a few girls that I used to play with. So oh. that's kind of fun, watching Hope. She's obviously the best goalkeeper in the world. So just seeing her be successful, I think she's great. Just have respect for her and also a few of the other players. So, of course, when I'm watching the game, there's um, definitely some excitement for them and just for our country, too. So. Are you yelling at the TV and stuff? I can't picture that. I'm just seeing sweet Alicia Rose over here. Are you yelling at the TV? Um, 
Sometimes I do get a little frustrated. <laughs> that is kind of hard to imagine. You know, you got a nice, soft voice and, mm-hmm. and you know, sweet. We were talking earlier. And, yeah, how, how, what do you do when you get mad? Do you just, like, stomp around? <laughs> just throw a little tantrum? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just get frustrated. Just everyone gets frustrated. Just imagine being certainly, frustrated. Certainly. Yeah. I want to know what your angry mode is, though, like when you're coaching your players. Like, is, is there an angry mode for is you? There, like, do you, like, pound the desk? Or, you know, do you, you know, kick the ball somewhere? Or... I think <laughs> everyone has a different style. And, honestly, I try to stay positive. Um, think positive, find positive ways to encourage the girls, how our team, you know, what can we do to be better? So try to problem solve. So mm. honestly, I do have emotions <laughs> and negative, <laughs> negative emotions, but I try to just bring out the positive ones. Um, there's a time and a place to let out the negative ones. And I try gotcha. not to, you know, when I can have a positive effect on the girls. So we were just totally giving good. you a hard time yeah, because like ultimately you're like, hey, remember how I made nine starts for the U.S. national right. team? You guys need to just shut See, your I mouth. People you need to shut guard. your mouth right now. I just let lead them to believe that I'm sweet and innocent, and then I'll come out and you know. It's uh, like a sour patch, sour patch kids. Okay, Alicia Rowe is with us, current BYU women's soccer assistant coach and a former four-time All-American while she played at BYU. Also played in 11 games for the U.S. national team. When did you decide, because it ended early, I mean, you were still young and had a lot of playing potential. When did you decide, like, you know what, I'm done with soccer? And why? So I think I was 19 still, so I was still pretty young. But I had played a lot with the national team and with the youth, youth national teams. I don't know, it was just a feeling that I got, and everyone thinks that I am I was kind of crazy, which I guess I had to be a little bit. But... um. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a feeling that I was like, I think I should be going, you know, um, on a different course. And now seeing where I am, like coaching and being a part of BYU soccer and the timing of when I could start coaching, like it totally makes sense to me. I get to be a part of an amazing program, a part of such amazing girls in a university, and I can do this for a long time. I mean, you'd want to play forever, yeah. but Tough you, to do that. you can't. And so coaching I can do for a long time, and I feel like... I can still be a part of something I'm so passionate. So, I don't know. It's just a feeling. It just made sense to me. Do you ever think with your success that you had in your in your earlier ages, how good or great you could have become playing with, with former teammates like Hope? Um, I don't know. I feel like, looking back, I feel like I had a great experience, and I got to travel some cool places. I got to play in front of some great crowds, and I got to represent my country. So I feel like I still had those opportunities to um, show what I could do on the field. It just maybe was a little bit shorter, but I feel like I still got to live a dream. I was still, you know, competing for our country, and not very many people get to do that. So. Well, you were honored by the uh, <clears throat> excuse me honored by the West Coast Conference uh, recently, uh, named to their Hall of Fame, and you've done some great things coaching at BYU. And this is the career path that you've chosen. Clearly, you like it and you enjoy it. it and mm-hmm. they're lucky to have you. And I know Jen Rockwood to be the first person to, to admit that, as well as your uh, colleague, Chris Watkins. But what are your, what are your coaching aspirations uh, as you continue along this path? You know, I am in a perfect spot right now. Jen and Chris, they have been so awesome giving me this opportunity. And they have such a successful program. I feel like I've learned so much over the past 10 years trying to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to continue that, you know, just be the best assistant I can be for Jen, do whatever she needs to make her life and her job easier and 
that's kind of all I'm thinking. Just trying to help the girls be their best. Do you ever think in the future, hey, you know, I could see myself being a head coach somewhere someday? Or do you ever say, you know, I don't want that stress or that pressure. I'm, I'm cool kind of being behind the scenes as a, as a Um, I think I just take it a day at a time. And I love where I'm at right now. And I'm not looking for anything to change. And so I just take it a day at a time. I love coaching, though. I'm passionate mm-hmm. about coaching. I love BYU, the athletic department. Um, so I have no reason to want to go anywhere else, though. Okay, before we continue on with uh, the questions about from your coaching perspective and, and specific player personnel, I do want to ask this. When do, you, when, is it, when do you just become Alicia Rose and not Alicia Kramer Rose? Or do you, do you prefer Alicia Kramer Rose to Alicia Rose? This is a BYU thing. Yeah, I think I'm just like Alicia Rose now. Right. Yeah. When did that stop? Like when, when did like, cause you were announced as I watched games back in the day. Like it's Alicia Kramer Rose. Like when, yeah. did you, when you're like, I just want to be Alicia Rose. Um, the day I married my husband, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just love the last name Rose and his family's awesome. My family's awesome, but Rose and Kramer, I mean, Rose is really like a girl's dream for their last name. That, you know, that kind of is. So, so but when you're, when you were playing, you got married, uh, you, did you want to keep <laughs> You know, your last name just because of your your brand and and what you have accomplished up to that point? I don't want to show disrespect for my family. (laughs) (laughs) So I love my dad (laughs) and our last name, Kramer. (laughs) But honestly, I was totally fine with just being Alicia Rose. But if people didn't know me as Alicia Rose, if they needed to, like, use Kramer so Uh people are like... Who is she? Then yeah. that's, I mean, I don't care. Whatever. You might be the nicest guest that we've <laughs> yeah, ever had. Yeah, I think so. Like, you're right yeah. up there. Like, okay. <laughs> just like super nice person. Okay. Are you okay with that? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> but I'm not that way on the soccer field. <laughs> I'm just warning you. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. Okay, I do want to ask you about Ashley Hatch. When I watch her play on the field, and, and I've been watching the U.S. Uh, women closely in the World Cup, she she looks like a couple of the players that the U.S. women's national teams has. Um, and I don't want to throw out names, you know, because I don't want to put any pressure on her. But with Ashley's skill set and the way that she looks when she plays, having trained with the, you know, the lower age U.S. national team, wh- what do you see for her in the future? Is she a player that could compete at that next level? I definitely think so, especially as she's given more opportunities to become more confident in that setting. But the girl can get her shot off like no no one I've seen. She's remarkable. Both feet. She's got a crazy shot with both feet. Amazing 1v1 uh, attacker. Understands the game. A great passer. A great finisher. She's feisty on defense. When I think of Ashley, I think she's like the complete player. So I have so much respect for her. She just, she has such a high work rate. You know, she's always staying after doing extra things to get better. She's not content with where she is. And those are the people that are the best in the world. The ones that aren't content with where they are Mm -hmm. and that they're always reaching for something higher. And she's, she's got those qualities. Well, we're looking forward to watching Ashley and the BYU women's soccer team kick off the season. I believe the first game is Arizona on August 15th. Mm -hmm. Six Pac-12 teams, three time defending West Coast Conference champion, BYU, uh, we, I mean, we talk about 68 days away from football, Brian. Yep. Hey, we are, what, like 50 days away from nice. women's soccer getting kicked that off? That sounds Something like a like good that? number. Very nice. good. Alicia, great to have you on the show. Thank you. We would love for you to sign our Rise Up flag behind you before you go during the commercial break. Okay. With, along with the rest of your colleagues here at BYU, if that's okay. Thanks, yes. All right. Good stuff from Alicia Rose. 
Not Alicia Kramer Rose. Just Alicia Rose. Alicia Rose now. <laughs> We're just giving you a hard okay, time. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anything's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, anything and everything that you may have missed. Also, you can download the podcast at any time and listen to the entire program. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. Both Taylor and Brendan Sander in action this weekend for Team USA. Taylor had nine kills in a World Cup win over Russia. Brendan had a tourney-high 20 kills in a win over Canada on Saturday and nine kills yesterday in a loss to Brazil in the Norseca Championships. Track and field. Shaq Walker took six in the 800 meters at the U.S. Track and Field Championships. He's headed to Korea for the World University Games next. Former BYU pole vaulter and current volunteer coach Victor Weirich finished eighth. Football. Big news here, Brian. Jason Hill and Bronson Kofusi were ranked third and 15th, respectively, in NFL.com's 15 for 2015. Best players outside the Power Five conferences. Who are the two better players in a non-P5 conference than Taysom Hill? Oh, no, fuse. Baseball. Colton Mahoney pitched two and a third innings with four strikeouts in just his second game in the minor leagues. Also, home run derby. Colton Shaver competing on Thursday, July 2nd at the College World Series. Cougars in the association. Jen Hampson had 1.3 rebounds and two blocks after playing nine minutes for the Los Angeles Sparks, and they lost to the New York Liberty. Softball. Gordy, don't call me Marissa Bravo. Starts play for <laughs> Team Mexico in the World Cup of Softball today. The BYU softball star representing her country. Mexico takes on Team USA at 10 p.m. Eastern. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Alicia Kramer Rose or uh, just yeah. Alicia Rose. Alicia Rose. I, w- I would second that. Thanks. She was a four-time All-American, the National High School Player of the Year. Had 11 caps for the U.S. women's national team and decided to hang it up for religious reasons. And she just wanted to be a mom and do different things. Oh, I was going to say because she, how, you know how nice she was. To oh, and she's yeah. the nicest guest. That's a good, that's a good way to go, though. That's a better way, probably. She was saying hi to everybody, all the cameramen. Hey, our elite tweet of the day. Guy Holiday, wide receiver coach for BYU, sums up Jerem Jordan right here. So, Jeremy, you're like a splinter in a finger. Eventually, you forget it's there. Then, boom, you touch it, and it reminds you it's still there. <laughs> what in the world? Oh, that's so hilarious. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to all y'all. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.